0: We sit glued to the TV set all night and every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, Episode 240. On this episode, we've got a few news stories, and then we'll be previewing the 2014 ABC Fall TV schedule. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about the 4 season finale of Falling Skies and uh, make some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 240. I'm Jason the TV-holic from tvaholic.com and this week I have joining me...
1: Hi, I'm Danielle from uh, com, And I'm Makisha,
2: Matt, and Toby. I write for Essence.com and the Detroit News.
0: All right. Thank you both for joining me this week to uh, talk a little bit about ABC and their hey, upcoming shows. <laughs> 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 First up, uh, before we get to the ABC Fall Preview, uh, a few news items. Uh, first up, uh, A&E has canceled Longmire after three seasons, which I I don't understand what A&E, like, what they consider a hit. Like, what what is a hit? Right. <laughs> I, I guess they're going at uh, – in a story I read that part of what they're going towards is with their new uh, – their own production company is is producing their own stuff. And I'm like, that's fine, but why do you cancel the other good stuff in the meantime? Like, can't you bridge the gap between the right. two with things mm-hmm. that are actually uh doing well? Uh the other thing I thought that was funny was that Longmire lost you know, it did lose some audience from last season to this season, but it also lost uh the the other part of the story was that it lost its lead in from last season, which was the Glades, which they canceled after last season. And so it didn't, uh, have, it didn't have that as a lead-in. It had Criminal Minds reruns as a lead-in, and so it lost audience. And I was like, well, they, they did it to themselves. Oh,
2: you should cancel <laughs> the glaze, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: So I don't know. A&E is uh, – yeah, I, I guess anymore if, uh, if you see a show on A&E that you like and it's not produced by A&E produc- production company, be very wary of how long it's going to go.
1: Well, I also think it's rebranding. I mean, they're tr- they're kind of limited with the scripted stuff that they do have, and I think that's intentional, you know, to get back to the unscripted things that are cheaper and easier to make. And honestly, a lot of them do significantly better in the ratings for them. So it's unfortunate, but I kind of was not surprised to hear it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I figured it – I thought it would make another season and then get canceled after four like the Glades did. You know, like it, <laughs> it was sort of in that – but they just, they sort of uh, shocked me a little bit with a, an early <laughs> cancellation.
2: Sure. Right. you almost think some. There's some cynical part of you that is like, oh, okay, so they probably had a meeting and someone said, if you cancel the Glades, then Longmire won't do well. And they were like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The producers are like, we're going to shop it around. And I mean, right. again, not to be sort of, you know, cynical, but it's like, well, how well has that done for you know? Hasn't been a, a, a you know a success story for a lot of shows. Yeah,
0: I say AMC should pick it up and put it on Saturdays after Hell on Wheels, and uh, just uh, a
2: <laughs> would be unexpected fit, but a you know all the same
1: people are saying but I don't see doing that. Yeah,
0: not with their rebranding too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not with them. Can't figure out what they want to do either.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's legends.
0: Although, uh, you know, some of these cable channels, they're 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 trying to do different things or whatever, and you're just like, but why are you, you know, you're you're getting away from? You. <laughs> it's okay, but these things were working, so why?
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But I don't know. All right, uh, on to a uh, Netflix uh which uh, renewed uh, Bojack Horseman for a second season after it uh, dropped those episodes uh and uh, also announced uh, today uh, as we're recording this on uh, Tuesday uh, that Hemlock Grove has been picked up for a third and final season <laughs> two shows that i could care le- <laughs> could care less right. about <laughs>
2: yeah
0: i i watched the uh, i didn't even watch Bojack Horseman i don't know those sort of Adult Swim style comedies. A lot of those just don't, uh, or, you know, some of the things that like FX or now FXX does or wherever they put their stuff. I don't know. They don't really work for me. And then Himlock Grove, I tried to watch that and I got two episodes in. I was just like, I I don't even know what this is. (laughs) (laughs) But then some people just like love it. It's like sometimes you put, if it's genre of some specific thing, there's going to be a group that loves it, even if it's crap.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true.
0: And then lastly, uh, Sci-Fi uh, canceled The Will Wheaton Project after 12 episodes, uh, which uh, I think I watched maybe a couple minutes here and there in a like a video that was posted later on. Uh, those, uh, I don't know, those soup-style shows don't really, again, those don't really do it for me either.
1: I mean, I like him a lot. I, that was just one of those shows where it literally... It came and got canceled before i even realized it was a thing <laughs> yeah. and i'm not exactly. sure i'm exactly. honestly not sure how because i know they sent me a screener because i found it when i heard it was canceled and i was like oh
0: <laughs> that's good I timing guess,
1: yeah i guess it's just got like, buried <laughs> under a pile of other things that i deemed more timely i don't really and i kind of feel bad because like then you're part of the problem when you you know I but, you, but that,
2: than, you know i don't think that that I mean, your your heart is in the right place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't really feel bad for him because he's got a lot of money as it is, and he'll be fine. But I just like kind of felt like, well, maybe it's the kind of thing I would really like, but a while too late.
0: Yeah, I I guess it was not really doing like that poorly. I mean, compared to those similar style shows Mm. on other networks, Uh, so I don't know. Again, what you know. What necessarily sci-fi was looking for, but I don't know how, like how much could it have cost? Like really. To,
1: yeah, I think it? they're just you know, with the success of Sharknado, they have different expectations for things. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: That's <laughs> that was the problem. He he, he should have been e- partially eaten by a shark at some point, and then maybe that would have uh, uh, that would have done it. All right. That's the that's the news, and we'll jump over to uh, our ABC fall TV preview for fall 2014 and we'll start off with sundays Uh, sundays abc is going to have america's funniest home videos starting (laughs) as october 5th (laughs) that that, that show just will not die nope uh and then that'll be followed by uh, once upon a time resurrection and revenge uh, all starting back up on september 28th will you be watching any of those Mikisha?
2: Uh no, maybe
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. Maybe,
2: maybe Resurrection, but I need to like I saw the original, the French version, and really liked it on Sundance, and and I did not watch it, the ABC remake. And then I heard from other, from different people, like you should really watch it. It's good. And then it was too late. So now I feel like I need to watch the first season on DVD, and then maybe I can watch Resurrection. But I mean that would be the only thing because I can't revenge. I can't watch revenge. and hate watch like some people I know because I just don't have time. To, I don't have time to hate watch anything. I mean, I'm, <laughs> if I'm watching it, I like you. I, I'm not.
0: Yeah, there's there's too much stuff to sit around hate watching stuff on to top of everything. watching watch
2: yeah. watch 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 hate. So
0: which is why I dumped under the dome this summer. after two episodes, yeah. I just I just yeah. couldn't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, I will say that Resurrection isn't based on the the Return on the Sundance show, so don't don't go into it comparing it because it's, it's okay. a totally different story. Okay, yeah, good. it's
0: it's yeah, it's one of those. It's it's based it's on based a book. it's based on a book called The Return that has nothing to do with the TV yeah. series called The Returned. The Which is, I like, yeah, but the, you're
2: saying that's yeah. okay because you're not. Yeah, it's it's a totally different version it's, of it. Yeah, um, it's,
0: it's a similar similarly kind of. style kind of, but uh, it it goes a, a you know, different places, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just all confusing because they all have sort of similar premises, and the source material is similarly named to the uh, <laughs> other thing. But like, I mean, <laughs> well, the Sundance I... show that was you know it was based on a movie that, what? You know, that really yeah it was based on yeah. like a, a a French film or something like that that uh, that had that same premise that was called The Return. But the book The Return has nothing to do with either of those. Uh, well, it's it's just well, my,
1: my favorite part is that the U.S. is getting a version yes, of the that... <laughs> like as if we don't have enough versions of the same story already. There's Isn't that coming
0: to A&E? Oh. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <A-worded laughs> series. I was just going to say, like, it's a perfect circle back to what we were talking about earlier. Like they're they're really limiting their scripted series. And it's Carlton Q's and it's for A&E and it's straight to series 10 episodes. And it has a fa- it's going to have a fantastic cast. But like, I just find it so. What's going to be called like, the return? What's it going to be called the returned? Yeah. Okay, so I can't. Far. I mean, <laughs> they may decide to change that because of how confusing it is. But I just find that so arrogant to be like, "Oh no, don't watch the French version. We're going to do our our own version better right now." And it's not going to be better because it's not the original. But I I can't. There's too much all at once. Wow, my so mind I, just exploded a
0: little bit, so I take that, it if you'd yeah. have been on last week, you wouldn't have you wouldn't be all for Grace Point either.
1: No, no, I've <laughs> been going off on grace Point on twitter i mean i think, I think if they had just i mean I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing a similar premise and putting your own spin on it, but like literally the pilot of Grace Point is. Broadchurch, and so at so that was point, the second
0: episode. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and at that point, it's not, and it's not an homage. You're basically just stealing from the original, and then why bother? So yeah, and you're I just
0: doing the same thing, except around, uh, except in like the last episode, you're going to bring up a different thing that somebody did to make them the killer instead of who it was in the original one. Like yeah, that, that seems oh, to be wow. that seems and to I, be the direction they're going with that one.
1: That, I mean, to wow. be uh, to be fair to them, they are doing it. Earlier in the series, it's not just going to be a surprise at the end that, like, everything was leading up the same way and then twist. Like, they are changing things as they're going because I've seen the first seven out of ten. So there are differences. But it's the same deal. It's like, Broadchurch is so easily accessible. If you want to watch it, you can watch it. And if you wanted to do a version of, you know, small-town child murder, you know, cop is close to the family of the the child who was murdered story you can do that and in fact abc has a very similar story coming mid-season but it's not a direct adaptation and it's so it's not a direct in my opinion ripoff um and i, I don't know it again it's just too much of the same stuff at once and like we have choices today we don't have to watch all of it so i'm just gonna pick the one that i like the most yeah, it's it's a shame, because Anna Gunn,
2: I thought, was pretty good in the first two. I've only seen the first two. I thought she was pretty good in it. And I was really glad she won uh, the Emmy oh, yeah, playing Skylar, because she's not going to win it for this one, obviously. I don't think so. But she, I mean, she's <laughs> great. And too she's
1: angry. It's not her case.
2: fault, because she's, she's perfectly fine in it. It's right. just what it is. And David Tennant is like, I've got bills.
1: Yeah. I it. Well, I think <laughs> it was also in his contract... I'm not exactly sure, but I think there's something in the contract where, like, or at least he gets first crack at any adaptations. And so I'm not, you know, I don't begrudge actors who want work. I don't even begrudge writers who want work. I kind of begrudge the studio and the network who goes, you know what we should do? Screw the BBC. Let's do our own version. It's, so, it's going to be so much better. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well no, I mean and and you got to you got to love the producers too though. They're sitting there on the panel at TCA's like, oh, yeah. "No, it's it's um it's the st- it's the same, but it's different. It <laughs> yeah. is the same." And yeah. and David right. Tennant has an English- American accent. So, yeah. so there you go. Different. And everybody's like, "What?"
1: <laughs> yeah, it is different. He is playing an American that is a great his, his point. His accent
2: is is really annoying. His American accent is really annoying too. Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, Well, we'll move on to uh, Monday, and uh, Mondays for ABC will be Dancing with the Stars starting up on September 15th, and that'll be followed by Castle as of uh, September 29th, and uh, previous week, also, ABC is going to show the pilot of Forever uh, on Monday night as well, before the next new episode being on Tuesday the 23rd. I'm looking forward to Castle... Coming back just because I like that show, even if they did a ridiculous "What happened to Castle?" Indie, <laughs> <ending. laughs> like he's not dead. It's the name? Although that is something I w- that that is a twist I would like to see. Is a show have a title character and kill them off at some point in the show? Like that would be a twist you would never see coming.
1: Right. Yeah. They'll, no have, no, they'll never do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: they'll never <laughs> do that. But it would be how great would it be?
1: Yes, I think, and I, I think in this case, no offense to Nathan Fillion or the fans of Castle who are in love with Nathan Fillion, but I think in this case it would be great because last season I thought it was so interesting to see Beckett in the FBI, and then of course because the show is named Castle, she can't stay there, she has to come back and go back to the routine and the formula the show is because it is a case of the week show, Um and I'm not interested in that anymore. Like it's been, it's the same every year and every year I get more annoyed by the cliffhanger of the season and I'm just done.
0: It's not like they couldn't have figured out a way to put Castle into the, you know, helping her with at the, her FBI cases. Like it could have happened. Didn't have yeah, to but, go back to New York.
1: Yeah. But that was what I was going to say. Like you, you, change the DNA of the show and you change the cast of characters around them. So, yeah, he could have followed her, but they would have then lost Seamus. That's true. And they would have lost Sean. The, the they would her. have lost every you know everyone around them who – I mean, the ensemble, when they use the ensemble, is a strong one. They just don't use them as much as they should because the show is so focused on the relationship. And um, I I like when you aren't afraid to shake things up, whether it's in season two or season six, but – that's just not the show that they want to make. And I've found a lot of flaws with the show they want to make. So I don't plan to watch it this fall. But,
0: you know, that's me. Any any time you can find a reason to give up a show nowadays <laughs> there's so <laughs> that's many. So
1: sad. There's so
0: many there's so many shows though.
1: I know, but that's so sad. Like, especially a show that you're invested in for years. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, and the thing is I was never like personally invested I would keep watching it or not always watching it when it aired but I would go back to it check in with it hey what are you doing right should I be covering this more and I would always find myself frustrated and then it just now it's just at a point where I'm not writing full time so I'm kind of like well I don't really I didn't really write about it even when I was writing full time so now I really don't have a Reason to force me to stay with it.
0: <laughs> that's, that's such a. That's such a. That's such a. Uh, uh, why can't I come up with a word like a, a, a an endorsement? <laughs> such an endorsement for the, the show. <laughs> well, I was watching it because I had to write about it, but other than that, <laughs>
1: I'm saying, like it's not intended to be like that type of show. Is just never really my it my thing. So the fact that I watched it for as long as I did, and I did enjoy good chunks of it, so when it's good it's good but I just think there were so many instances of them dragging story out or reusing the same plot or like constantly putting their leads in these like life or death situations when you literally know they cannot die for the reason you talked about a few seconds ago that it just felt false and like I never felt real stakes and that all just started to grate on me I was like well you know what there's so much out there and there's so much out there that's New and different, I'm just going to focus on that instead.
0: Speaking of so much new and different, that would be ABC's Tuesday Night. That starts off with Selfie and uh, Manhattan Love Story starting up on September 30th. And that'll be followed by Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, starting up on September 23rd. And that'll be followed by New Show Forever, uh, which uh, the second episode will be airing uh, on September 23rd. Uh, that'll be the first. Although Forever is out there now. Yeah, it's on, online, on-, uh, on demand. You can pretty much. Uh... Normally, I don't like when they do these. They put the premiere episode on a different night from when it's going to air. But since the episode's actually out there all over the place, I think it makes sense to put, you know, to air it on a different night, but then have a, a completely brand new episode as the first episode on its actual night. Mm-hmm. In this case, I think the way they're doing it, it makes sense. Uh, When they don't have the show, you know, out there on demand and stuff like that, but they premiere it on a different night because it's behind a show that gets a bigger (laughs) audience. And then they think that that audience is somehow that watches TV on Monday nights is all of a sudden going to move to Wednesdays or something. Yeah, Uh, I I never that that never makes any sense to me. But uh, we'll start with you, Mikisha. What do you think of uh, their their couple of new uh, comedies they got leading off the night? Selfie and Manhattan Love Story.
2: Selfie, I did not hate. I, I think I liked the whole... <laughs>
0: no,
2: that's a stunning that's, endorsement.
0: That's, that <laughs> It sounds like Amory's on this week.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, it's funny because I expected to hate it because so many people did hate it. And it's one of those things where I watched and I was like, what? I mean, I could see why people would be slightly annoyed, but I thought it was. Ch- I had charming moments and um, I liked the two leads and I liked the whole My Fair Lady influence. So it didn't... I, didn't, I mean, I, I was really amazed after watching it how many people do hate it. <laughs> um, and I did not like Manhattan Love Story. <laughs> I was very just underwhelmed by it. Um, again, likable leads, but just unlike Selfie, what, at least in my opinion, unlike Selfie, I did not feel like there was any reason to continue to watch. There was no, there's no reason for me to to no, t- t- tune in regularly for that. Whereas Selfie, I wouldn't necessarily set a DVR pass for it, but I wouldn't turn it off if it were on. So it's, you know, I think it's likable. And I like, like I said, I am.
0: Um, Can't wait to see like that you. pull quote in the ad. <laughs> 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 I would not turn it off if it was on. Makisha <laughs> Toby.
2: <Matatobi>. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what, what did you think of Sophie? Did you like it? I, did you hate it as
1: much as people seemingly do or? Well, who hated it? I didn't know that many people hated it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, during TCAs, people were, like, tweeting different things. And oh, I'm- yeah.
1: But I don't go by TCA because half the people in the room haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, going off of the promo. Like, as much as they should have seen it because it was made accessible, like, a lot of people, I think, are just judging it. And I do think the promo was um, a little bit reductive in terms of, like, what the show is trying to do with its commentary because that's when right. they say, like – I know Emily's writing, so I expected things from Selfie in a way that I think a lot of people maybe didn't, and so I was I was pleasantly surprised with the pilot because of the fact that she gave that she you know she, it's funny but there's heart to it. They did yeah. I did a really she and Karen both did a really good job of making a point to say, I know that a lot of the audience will automatically not like this character, but we're going to show why she's vulnerable and why she has, you know, why there's reason to root for her. She's redemptive.
2: She's a redemptive character. Right,
1: right. I mean, it's a whole show about her. (laughs) Well, Yeah, but the thing is, like, there are a lot of I feel like there are a lot of shows that wouldn't go that extra step in the pilot to, to, they would just basically say like, well, you know, you should care because they're an important character. And it's like, well, that doesn't, you have to prove to me why I should care. And I think they did. And I think, you know, I think the chemistry is good between Karen and John. And I, I like the idea that, you know, they're obviously making a commentary on what social media has done to our lives, but from both sides, you know, she needs to change her ways because she's too obsessed, but he also needs to kind of modernize himself and get on board and like, there's, they have to meet in the middle rather than just let's say that it's horrible and we should never, you know, we should have never allowed this stuff into our lives. Right. So I liked, I mean, honestly, like I thought it was really cute. I thought it was funny. Um, I love the, the surrounding cast around them and I'm, I'm hoping that they'll get to use them a lot more as the episodes go on the way Emily did with Suburgatory. I don't know. I think it was one of, it was one of my um, more favorable fall comedies.
2: Yeah, I thought it was sweet and funny. Um, you know, I think it, it it sort of reminded me of a little bit of the, the Mindy Project and how mm-hmm. people react to that as well. And they, they have similar characteristics in terms of like the narcissism and stuff like right. that. And I, and I, and I like the Mindy Project. So I think yeah, me too. in a way you could almost say to certain people if they are unsure or on the fence or read those, like you said, those uninformed tweets from TCA, <laughs> I love them. If you like the Mindy project, you probably will like Selfie. It's not that different, but it, it, it but it is different enough. And um, and she happens to be dating an Asian man, which
1: Mindy doesn't do. So if you're looking for that, <laughs> that's true. That's that is a really There's
2: interesting. That, like that, you know, Mindy, it's going to happen.
1: I mean, Mindy's made the joke on the show of like she only dates like white nerds, and I right. do find that amusing. Right. There's that.
0: Well, for Selfie, I think it. Uh, unfortunately, I think it wins the. Cougar Town award for poor title uh, mm. this season, and then as you uh, mentioned, Danielle, the the promo or some of the main promos that have been out there for it uh, don't exactly <laughs> it it doesn't put it in the best light. Along with that title, to make you go this you know this is something I want to watch, but like you, by the end of it, uh, I like the cast and I like some of what they've done and. There's things to like by the end of the episode. Uh, It definitely doesn't start off well, but by the end of the episode there, you know, you kind of come to see who these people are a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's something there that, uh, you know, they can build off of uh, going forward. And so, you know, I'm interested to see more of it. Yeah. Where if you just go by, (laughs) if you were to ask me just based on the name and the promo, I'd say,
1: eh. Right, right.
0: Now uh, with Manhattan Love Story, I like the cast. Uh, there is some you know likable people in there. The basics of the story is kind of interesting, but the the incessant inner monologue voiceover mm. uh, that just seems like something that uh, is going to get really old really fast.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the, like it's it's a gimmick that helped sell a rom-com in a season when rom-coms were dominant. But I feel like if they don't taper that off by, se- by episode two, half of their audience will just tune right out. Like, it's too much. And I, to me, like, the beauty of what actors on television do is they live in close-ups and we see things on their faces. But with a show like this, because we're listening to their constant inner thoughts, it becomes redundant. And I just, like I, I couldn't – I barely could finish the episode and that's saying something because like the, case, the cast is fine. I think they're kind of vanilla but they're fine and the actual story is fine. So there's nothing like offensive the way I never wanted to finish work it. But at the same time, I was so <laughs> – I was just so annoyed by it and I was just so like it's too much and I don't care about what you're saying and you're just filling my, filling time right now and it's not cute that I just got like – actively frustrated by the the gimmick of it honestly by the hook and by like the well, is there even a story here if you were to strip out all of the pages and pages of voiceover in the script is there a story here worth watching and I didn't see one yet
2: well the thing is too Adelaide Tipton has this awesome expressive face yeah exactly I think she's great and, and then and then she's saying stuff and, and her little expressive face didn't go with what she's saying in her head. And you're like, what is this then, that? Her face. Then,
1: this? But the yeah. thing is, like, that could be interesting because how often do we say things that we're not really thinking because we're trying to soften it or we're trying to, like, lie to the other person? Like, that's where the show could be interesting. But I don't feel like that's what the pilot did. I think that it just didn't fit because it wasn't well put together.
2: Right they're trying too hard or something i don't
0: know it yeah it also seemed that, that that's where the jokes were trying to come from the jokes were mostly from
2: the inner the, dialogue the inner yeah.
0: dialogue and yeah. i was like man if they have to try and put a joke in every time so you're going to get the inner <laughs> monologue of somebody or wow that's going to be really tough yeah and you and pretty soon it's going to be you're going to notice how not funny it is
1: yeah. And, and not even sweet. Like, his character, Jake McDorman's character to me was not somebody I, like, wanted her to see again.
0: Right. The way they,
1: the way they introduced him. And, and, I mean, that's fine. Like, that type of character who's walking down the street, like, stereotypically checking out every woman, trying to figure out if he slept with her because he apparently sleeps with everyone and can't remember, that's not – like. They have their value in stories, but if you want me to believe, like, he's the romantic lead and she should be with him, I just kind of don't right now. Although, I will say she was just as stereotypically written, like, walking down the street checking out, like, shoes and purses and whatever. Like, uh, who wrote the show? Because, <laughs> okay. I mean, I know it's
2: not...
0: Hello? Hello. Lost Danielle.
2: Oh, no! She was saying something. So- guys.
0: <laughs> okay, she... Okay, Danielle, you're back. You, you dropped out there for a second.
1: Oh, um, okay. I was just angrily saying that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, were you got so emphatic that <laughs> Skype dropped yeah, you off it. the call.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Revolted <laughs> on what I was saying, I guess. I don't know. I was just angrily saying that, you know, the, the differences they set up for these characters are so basic and not fleshed out with any sort of, like, unique detail. Like some of the other rom coms that are coming this fall, that I just feel like there's it doesn't hold up when you look at all of the competition,
2: right? And then she likes this purse that a guy has, and you're like, womp womp, you oh, know, yeah. it, he I don't care if he has, it. I like that part, and I was like, she likes that purse. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> that anyway, was- I, I was all I had problems all the way around, just yeah, yeah. her taste, and <laughs>
0: like I didn't like well, the way they wrote it stereotypically. And on top of that, I didn't like their tasted purses at all. <laughs>
1: it's true. I mean those are the That's details right. that make or break a show though. The details like when a show is good, when a show is, you know, really firing on all cylinders, all of those those choices matter. Like like wardrobe matters, styling matters, props matter, and I I always feel like I can tell when a show when someone just went, Oh, it doesn't matter, just pick whatever. Right. And, it does. Exactly. The thing is, at the end of the day, when that it all adds up, I mean, it just makes a, a less um,
0: cohesive
1: product. Exactly.
0: I think so. So the last show on the night, uh, Forever, what did you think of Forever, Danielle?
1: <laughs>
0: Since it's not really your style of show.
1: Not to make the internet angry at me again and and cut me out, but yeah, no, it's it's not my style of show, but also I felt like, the way that the pilot was put together, there were so many pieces missing, you know, they decided to show him die multiple times because that's a shock value because then he's reborn, but they never addressed what happens when he dies in terms of like, he died in front of other people. Where What do they think happened to him? You know? And, I'm sure that I know that they've talked about that the writers know the answer to that question and that they'll probably put it in the series down the line. But to me, like saying you'll put something in down the line is a bad sign. Like, don't hold your cards back because these are the questions that the audience is going to have. And when you don't address them on screen, it again looks like an incohesive thing. Um, So, yeah, it's it's not really my show in terms of like the procedural elements of it. And I, I don't know. I mean, I really like a lot of the cast, but not enough to, to tune back in.
0: And how about you, Makisha? I liked it.
2: I did not. I like I like Owen Gruffin. Is that how you say his name?
1: Yeah, like, I love him. I, I, that's I, the thing. Like, I wanted to like it because I want him on TV every week and I want to watch it. But I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: I, I like him. And I like John, uh, is it Judd Hurst uh, who plays his Judd Hurst, yeah. Give it away with who he is, but his sidekick, for lack of a better uh, explanation, what I'll be saying. Two. I like that relationship. Um, I like the woman from Law and Order or whatever, and she has more to her character than she ever did on Law and Order, so that's cool. But it's just, <laughs> I just um, the part that I found jarring actually was not just the plot holes because I I kind of expect that with pilots to some extent with certain pilots. I'm like, oh, I'll give it another couple episodes, and in, in the case of Forever, I will give it another couple episodes because I like him, but. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing that bothered me the most was watching him die. Like I don't wanna see him die in a multitude of ways every right. week.
0: Like once an episode he's gonna die to help figure out a case.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, ew, like when he and there's one thing not to give too much away again, but he he dies kind of violently yeah. a couple times. And you're like, this isn't walking dead or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just it it felt it feels out of context, even though it's supposed to be sort of sci-fi-ish and Amsterdam-ish and has that sort of, you know, he lives forever and, you know, all those shows. That's fine. I just don't want to see you die every time.
1: Well, but that's the thing. It's it's not realistic either. I mean, (laughs) look, it's not realistic to be immortal, so you have to suspend disbelief regardless. But, I mean, to in the span of an hour episode, which at most on TV shows is like a week of time, he died like three times in in that pilot. Yeah what are you doing You're in so much danger all the time? You know what I mean? And like, he, yes, because he knows he has this gift. He puts himself into certain situations cause he know he'll be okay. And maybe if it means I can save somebody else, it's worth it. But at the same time, like, I just feel like that's, it's too much, you know, like there yeah, has I mean, to be almost because he keeps restrained. doing
2: it. It almost begs for like the, the, becomes her type of reality where you live forever, but you're gonna look awful. <laughs> right. Your neck's broken, and we have to pop it back in. You know, like, something, but no, he just comes out the water all right. clean, and it's just like, okay, I you know, I just, I either stop killing him so much, or stop showing me that he's dying as much as he is.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I do, I do know that, the right, like, they talked about that also, and they said, you know, it's not gonna be as much as it was in the pilot. I think it does go back to you know when you're trying to sell a show and then when you're trying to launch a show like you have to go big with those spectacles a lot of times today mm-hmm. but i just wish that wasn't true you know what i mean because i think you get smarter television when you when you can tell your story and not have to worry about I'm writing to an act break and I need to make sure that they come back after this commercial. So he better die now because then they know he's going to jump out of the water naked when they when the commercial ends so they'll want to see that. So they'll come back, you know. Like it's not <laughs> we don't watch TV that way anymore. There are no commercials. We don't, you know, I mean there are but we don't watch them. So I just wish that people could stop writing to those act breaks and it doesn't always have to be these like big violent or not you know these big stunty moments
0: well especially nowadays with the number of commercial breaks and you know to to put in 20 minutes of commercials in an hour and not have every commercial break be like five minutes long there's more commercial breaks so you have more act breaks now than you used to have in a show so they they write these these shows where they have to come up to something to bring you back after a commercial break like five times an episode and that that gets you know kind of weird
2: it's exhausting
0: and <laughs> in, yeah. in, in yeah. doing, doing those types of things uh that you know if you go back and and watch an old an older show where they had seven minutes of commercials in the hour and it, it was like maybe three breaks uh, it's a, a lot different uh, pacing of how they how they would do things i really like forever but then i don't have a problem with the uh, you know shows that have a per- procedural aspect. I it really to me it felt a lot like uh, it's elementary but with the some, you know, a supernaturally what causes him to not die type of thing that he's trying to figure out, you know, with that added added aspect to it cuz basically he's super smart from years and years of knowledge that he's <laughs> picked up. And but I I really I really liked it, but I do see some of those problems that after a while, people are going to start asking, like, why every couple of days do you show up naked in the <laughs> near a body of water? Like, somebody's going to ask that after a while. Uh, it, it seems like, especially if you're, like, the lead coroner of the, <laughs> for New York City police, <laughs> yeah, <good point. laughs> you know, uh, that, uh, you know, that type of stuff. Or that you're going to have to have, I mean, one of the times that he dies in the episode, like, he purposely does it, you know, it's away from uh, everybody. Cause he's trying to figure out how, you know, something works, uh, or how something killed somebody, you know, that's, that's one thing, but they have the other types of things where it's like, how many times are you going to have to have, like, uh, somebody has gotten knocked out right before, you know, something happens or, you know, it becomes sort of the Smallville uh, type of thing where it's <laughs> like the Smallville must have led in like concussion injuries, uh, throughout the years, because everybody got knocked out right before he used his powers uh, you know to solve the <laughs> right. to, to that, solve the yeah. thing, and so that will get a little annoying if th- that becomes the type of stuff where <laughs> they have to try it they take the easy way out to explain right you know what happened to him uh type but of that's thing. that's
1: the thing like especially because you're telling a modern day story i mean there has to be and pretty immediately since he's already died three times, and there are witnesses to some of the deaths we've already seen i mean there has to be some sort of knowledge of this, like, disappearing man, right? Like, people capture things on social media or, you know, people or are...
2: security cameras.
1: Yeah, security cameras. Or they're, like, reporting, you know, what they saw to police if they can't understand, like, where the where he went and, and they give him a sketch. And, like, there just needs... I just feel like the show needs to have some sense of awareness and, like, not that they need to all find out about what he can do, but that, like... That the that the questions that the audience have are brought into the show because yeah you're right like the Smallville thing was ridiculous but you forgave it for a lot of reasons that I don't think you'd forgive it for if it was on today especially if it was a new show on today because we are, have different standards now
0: yeah because the other thing they don't show is like they show him die but they don't show like like when he dies does like he just disappear from where he was and he shows up in the water yeah yeah naked well, like they never really showed if there was like
2: Yeah, that's what happens. He dies and then his body goes to
1: the water. (laughs) But 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 like here's the thing that with that though, like, so whoever witnessed, like, let's say he gets hit by a bus, right? Like, there are witnesses to the bus hitting a person. The bus driver gets out of the bus and is like, Oh my god, what did I do? I'm so sorry. Poof, nobody's there. What do they all think just happened? How do they react? They all have memory.
0: And are are (laughs) his clothes just like laying right there? No, everything goes with them.
1: (laughs) They go to the either in the water (laughs) and that's exactly that's the other thing is like if he is immortal and so he is almost intangible your coat is not so like i don't (laughs) understand that's that's another thing is just like i don't understand that and i'm not sure they ever tend to explain (laughs) that because like i i don't know i mean i think that's one of the things where they're just like just go with us and i'm like "Mm, i'm not sure i'm willing to that's that's all it really is yeah
2: but I'm still going to watch again. I'm going to see – I want to see a couple more episodes because he's easy on the eyes, and but, I just want to see what happens. You can tell me if
1: it gets better and if my <laughs> – like, if, they, if they address all of this stuff in, like, episodes two and three, I would totally give it a second chance. Like, I, yeah. I don't – They you know, might. I, I
2: mean, they could. You know, not yeah, going to if they will. But I would if, hope they have they
1: to. Will. If they If they haven't decided to and they're still trying to decide,
2: if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, please <laughs> – Address these issues. Well, Does I
1: mean, they I know that completely completely they, they talked about the issues, so they're aware of them. And But, like, they also talked about, well, that's for season two. And I was like, mm-mm, you can't play that game. No. You, you don't know that. You, with, I mean, how, what are the odds you'll get a season two in <laughs> Put it in episode <laughs> yeah, two.
0: It
1: doesn't work and that then way. If you, if you put it in episode two, more people will watch it because they'll be like, wow, you're really on top of it. Like, you really know what you're writing. You're giving us answers. Like, we're with you and then maybe you would have a better shot.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Well for me I I liked it there was enough there that I that I really liked and enough things in the show that interest me that I I guess I was able to overlook a few of those things hoping that they wouldn't become huge problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know if five episodes from now there's like <laughs> it's just too bizarre that he's died, you know, 20 times and <laughs> nobody has noticed you know right. then uh, then it then it starts to uh uh become a little weird uh, but uh we'll move on to Wednesdays which will be the middle followed by the goldbergs and then modern family and then new show blackish and then closing out the night with nashville all starting up on September 24th and the uh new show uh that night is blackish and uh who wants to start and and say uh what they thought about blackish
2: I liked it I thought it was funny. I don't like the name. I still don't like the name. <laughs> but I like the show, and I like Evie Anderson. I also don't like
1: that Larry Fishburne is supposed to be his dad, and in real life he's only nine years older than him. But Yeah, but they do that to women in Hollywood all the time, so I'm glad at least now the men are getting the same treatment.
2: Yeah, but it's just weird, because I it's know they're weird. contemporaries. I mean, like, I'm acutely aware, and I'm sure people are, but again one of
0: those things you kind of go fine <laughs> <that>. <laughs> i mean that's like uh you know like like awkward the mother and daughter are only like a handful of years. in actual age of the people right. playing the characters are only a handful of years of, apart I mean,
1: yeah that's that's what i'm saying i mean right, right, well, the the Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah, oh it, my that's God, not yeah. His
2: mama yeah, yeah um that bothered but other than that i, I really like i love the cast i love the plot I, I can relate to it on a lot of levels and I, I, I think it's a fun family show. I think people will enjoy it. I, I wonder how uh, much variety will be there will be in the episodes. Every episode can't be my black son wants a mitzvah. So oh. I just wonder. Will I, I'm hoping and I'm wondering that they settle into just telling a story of a black family um, yeah. and just the stuff that happens in any family. This hap- this this family just happens to be black. And they don't lean too hard on, see, like, this is what happens with the black people who live in the suburbs. Like, I don't need you to tell me that every week. I know that. I know what it's like. I've lived in the suburbs. (laughs) Like, Just show me, show me, like, the regular stuff. And and I think that if it's going to last, they're going to have to. But I'm just hoping it's sooner than later.
1: Yeah. I kind of felt like, it felt like it was modern family, but with an all African-American family. And, like, that aspect of it I really enjoyed. I had a little bit of a problem with Anthony's character because I just felt like he was such a curmudgeon in a way that I don't want him to be that I think they'll flesh it out in the in the next couple episodes and I hope they'll flesh it out because, I mean, I don't know. He's too young to be that curmudgeonly, <laughs> uh, quite <laughs> frankly. And, and I obviously don't know what it was like to be a, a black person in a suburb, but I kind of felt like his whole my kids don't see race and that's a problem was backwards like i think it's like i feel like nobody should look at somebody and go oh you're other you're different and so there's well, they a fine line they, like, you, <laughs> want, you don't they, want to lose they the shouldn't, but they do i know i know and yes. that's it's like it's a very fine line and like i liked how they're you know they're trying to show like we don't want to lose culture we want to you know teach our children who we are where we come from but you know i just i in a way that doesn't then make make it like, oh look, they're other. Like the way the pilot, you know, he has that voiceover where he there's family standing out on the curb in front of the house and the tourist bus is driving by, like, pointing at the affluent African American family, you know, that's a rarity, which I just don't. I don't. I don't know. There, there are little elements like that where I'm like, I want you to get away from that and just, like you said, tell stories about this family because right. that's that's what's interesting. I think is, and I think we start to realize like, hey, whether it's, I mean, honestly, like whether it's Modern Family or Blackish or even Cristela, which we'll get to, like that's what ABC or even the Middle, which you know, and the Goldbergs, which are on that night, like that's what ABC comedies are: are family comedies. So right. If you focus on that and don't focus on like, hey, it's different fan comedy, then I think it could be really strong.
0: I just want to applaud ABC for finally putting a family comedy (laughs) on the night behind Modern Family. Oh, well, that too. How many different things can you try that are (laughs) so different than everything else you have on the night? Finally, it actually is like a family comedy night of family comedies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, and I think, like, honestly, that bodes well for the show. It feels like ABC is much more behind it than they have been behind some of their other uh, new comedies in various seasons.
0: Yeah, but on top of that, I I like the show, even if it did go. I, I mean, it, it suffers from sort of like the pilot thing, like of going big with something, where really I just you know I like I like Anthony Anderson. I think he's funny. Yeah, Uh, And I'd I'd like to see just uh, not, you know, just not so sort of out there, you know, like, like you said, the, uh, like the son wanting to have uh, uh, the, what was it, the the bar mitzvah or whatever, you know, and, and, uh, and then him giving his like own over the top version of what that would be for, you know, for a, a young black man. I mean, some of it was funny, but some of it was just like, it was like too much uh also some of the the stuff that was going on with him at his job i I think some of that can be can be funny because that's that stuff's happening, but it just seemed like it was just going so far out to point every little thing out in right. this in this episode and if if those are just things you come upon as they happen yeah uh, it seems like uh they that it would be it would be better for the show that it it seemed like it just tried to cram too many. Of them into one, you know, one episode to get, you know, to kick things off.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of feel that. I mean, I will say, though, you, you, know, you said the, the bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah felt uh, over the top and it did. But they were talking so much about how that came out of their actual life and how his son actually wanted that. And I was like, that, that to me sounds insane. And also, if you're drawing from your lives and that's what's actually happening in your life, I feel weird calling it, like, big or broad or over the top. <laughs> so, so, like, then I started to get a little bit like, well, what then is the tone of the show? Because I think that's a typical sitcom thing, but apparently that actually happened to you. So, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously it's the kind of show it with most comedies where I feel like you need to at least watch two or three because – so much of the show is dependent upon the situation the characters are in, and you can't necessarily get a good um, cross-section of that in one episode, especially an episode that's, like, setting up who everybody is and what the world is to begin with. So, I mean, I, I definitely will watch more of it.
0: Yeah, well, even if it is drawn from, you know, a, a real-life experience, it's like how many of these experiences <laughs> have they had that they can draw from –
1: yeah, who knows? But that's the thing. Who knows? Because crazy stuff happens when you have kids.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, like I said, but it has to be it has to be handled with a lot. You know, it have to be deft at hand. Like you can't just yes. be like, okay, and then then this white person said this, and these black people did this, and it's like sure. I, I need them to be, and them to own. If you if you're gonna call a show blackish, yeah, you own the blackness of it to the extent that I don't need you to tell me every week that you're black. I know you're right. black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be black and do cool. some other stuff besides, you know what I mean?
0: It's <laughs> in the title. Thank you very much. That, yeah. <laughs> right,
2: right. Great title. I don't like it, but you know, fine. We don't have to keep reminding me or anyone, any viewer that you're black every week. And that, that's, that's what I mean. That there's a fine line and, they, and, I, and I'm hoping because I like the cast and I like the premise and I like the show and I like the family that they won't lean on that too hard because no one needs that. We've seen that, and it's not going to make the show funny. So I think, you know, what will make the show funny is if you just show them as a family doing family stuff, just like the Cosbys, because that's enough. You don't have to be like, hey, we're black every week. Right. Be be people. Just do the show, and we will know that you're black because we're looking at you. (laughs) We have eyes um and that, yeah. that's my thing i just don't want them to lean on it because the show is called blackish and i don't want them to lean on the whole thing of this is what it's like to be black right now if you live in this and you have this money and okay that's i got it in the pilot next right. you know like I, I i really hope they can move past that and really really uh delve into just family life
1: and i think you, i mean you just said you know let them be people and i think like that's the key thing is like we wouldn't. I don't think I would have thought the bar mitzvah felt over the top if it was like a six sixth episode story because I would have gotten to know them as people by that right. point, and I would have been like, "Yeah, that's totally something this family would do." But because it kicks it off, it does feel a little broader in like a traditional sitcom way, and I don't like traditional sitcoms, so yeah, I totally agree with you.
0: Well, I think it was it, it was also that along with, you know, his storyline at work and you know the video that he produces. And, you know, they ju- there was just a lot. It wasn't yeah. – there wasn't, like, one – like, if the, the bar mitzvah thing was, like – that was sort of, like, the storyline of the week and that's what they were dealing with. Right. But they had that and, like, 20 other jokes that pointed this out. <laughs> you, yeah. You
1: know? that, I mean, that's true. I'm just – I just keep – I just keep picking on the bar mitzvah storyline because I j- Happy Endings just did a bar mitzvah episode two years ago and they did it really well. And so it's just fresh in my mind and I compare everything to Happy Endings anyway, so <laughs> – <laughs> that, I mean, I don't mean to like pick on that and just on that, but that's just what keeps coming up.
0: All right. We'll move on to Thursdays, which will be the uh, All Shonda Rhymes, All the Time night on ABC, starting off with Grey's Anatomy and then Scandal, followed by a new show How to Get Away with Murder, all starting up on September 25th. And uh, Danielle, what do you think of How to Get Away with Murder?
1: it. I mean, it's typical Shonda, you know, a lot's happening in the pilot. There's a ton of characters. It's twisty. You know, they set up this, this, who knows if it's full season or just part of a season long uh, storyline. But I, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. I think that it was, it's, it's definitely something that like hooked me and had me interested in most of the very many characters in the show. I'm not somebody who necessarily cares too much about lawyer shows, and so I liked and I appreciated the fact that this one is a little bit different in the sense that, like, she's a teacher and, you know, the way that she teaches her students and throws them into situations is, I think, unique to things that we've seen on TV, but I would say probably unique to the way things are done in most colleges anyway. I think Viola Davis is amazing, and I'm so happy that, like, she wanted to do that part, because I was, I just feel like she sold me on who that woman was and, like, how complicated the story will be because of her and because of her at the center of it. Um, And just immediately, you know, you meet her, you meet any new character in the pilot and you have to understand why you would gravitate to them week to week. And in this pilot, it's, it's beyond that because these kids also have to gravitate to her and they have to, by the end of the pilot, obviously be willing to do something pretty big uh, for her. And, you get it immediately because she just is such a force on screen. So I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know, you know, week to week uh, if if I'll like it as much as I like Scandal or if it'll turn into, you know, more of the like soapy Grey's Anatomy that I don't necessarily enjoy. But so far I want to see more and um, I'm very excited for half of – well, two-thirds of Shonda Thursdays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how about you, Makisha?
2: I also enjoyed it. It reminded me of damages though, and I have to say mm. I I don't like the familiarity of it reminded me of damages, but the stuff that did not remind me of damages I really liked. Like I, I like I'm with Daniel. I really liked Viola's performance. I love her in this role. I love seeing her play sort of wicked with that wig and yeah. she's just like tough. Like she's bad and you just know it and she's, you know, she's philandering and she's awesome. But I just, I need it to give me a little bit more. And I'm sure Shauna will deliver because there's no way you can have Viola in this role and not do more. So I'm excited to right. see what happens after the pilot. But in terms of the pilot, it, the, the familiarity in terms of reminding and damages was a little unnerving and a little annoying. But I liked it. I liked it overall. I, like I said, and, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with Danielle. Viola was made for this role. She's she's perfect. She's so perfect in that role. Yeah. I, I buy
1: it. I don't know if I buy everybody else around her, but I'm by her. So they like, and that's the up. thing. Like, I feel like I'm cutting some of the other people slack because I'm like, she's so good. I want to watch it for her. And I also really love Billy Brown. And I hope he's actually used because he's been on a lot of shows recently and he hasn't really done a lot on those shows. And that bums me out. Um, but it's just such a big cast that I'm like, they'll get around to giving everybody their moment, you know. Because yeah. that's how, I mean, Scandal did it, and there were a big cast, and we didn't get to know the backstories and the inner workings of those people right away, but they all had their moments. And so I think, like, for those of for those actors or those characters that we're not necessarily, like, as excited about after the pilot, we'll get there. I don't know that they'll ever get to the same level as her, but, like, we'll be excited about them for other reasons. Right. What do you think, Jason?
0: Well, for me, I, I, I don't know. This... It, it didn't really work for me. Uh, I think as you guys both said that, uh, you know, Viola is great. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really good role for her. I liked her as the character. I mean, I liked her performance of the character. The problem is with this show is I didn't like anybody in the show. Like I didn't like, <laughs> there was like nobody that I was like, Oh, I, I want to, you know, follow them or whatever. They, it, they're, I don't know. Uh, it's, sort of been part of the problem of why scandal as it's gotten bigger and bigger has sort of fallen off for me because there were people that I liked in the show at the beginning of scandal and i don't like anybody on scandal anymore uh, everybody's a murderer uh, on scandal uh, so but i don't know there was just uh, there was nobody that i liked everybody was out to do whatever you know to get them over the top and uh by the end of it, with the, you know, how long this murder case is going to be, you know, how, you know, is that going to be a season long thing? Is it going to be shorter than that? How long, you know, how long does it go? How how do you then build on upon that? Is, is, it, is it going to be like scandal where you're going to have to go bigger and bigger each time to try and become more impressive? Uh, I don't know. It just didn't really overall. It didn't work for me.
1: I mean, I just want to go back to what you said about you didn't like people because, and you said everyone on Scandal is a murderer. And I just want to say that it, you can like characters that are murderers. So,
0: well, that's true. <laughs> but I'm just saying that it just has, no, has it's, gone it's to really everybody. Valid,
1: like, it's a valid criticism to say I don't like anybody or I'm not invested. But I just want to say that you that you that even if it's if it's you know that's a big part of it, they're a murderer. There can be other qualities that you can like about a character that's a murderer. I have to defend it because all of the characters I like are murderers. <laughs> show. Like just across the board, I like dark, twisted crime stuff. So anyway, I mean, and I, I, I see where you're coming from in a lot of cases. Like, I, I, it is a show of complicated people and it is a show of, you know, the gray hats. Like, everyone's cutthroat and everyone's doing whatever they can to get ahead and they'll backstab each other. But what I thought was, was interesting was, you know, yeah, they're all in competition with each other and they will do a lot of not great things along the way. But at the end of it, they're coming together for, for a greater cause. Whether it's a cause you agree with or not is a different story. But, like, they are going to get themselves to a point where they're putting things aside. And so they they each have to have some sense of... I don't even want to say right or wrong because what they're doing is not necessarily right, but they have they have to have a sense of selfless out, not just selfishness within them. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm excited to explore in those characters is, you know, we've gotten to know those overachieving college kids that we all probably knew when we were in college. But what are the other sides to them and where are the cracks going to form for each of them?
0: Right. I don't know. It's tough. I, I might give it a couple more episodes. There's, there's usually got to be something that hooks me in in a first episode, even if I don't like the, you know, something, or you know, a lot of stuff isn't working. There's usually got to be something, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know if, if Viola Davis's performance is like enough because I didn't really like the character. <laughs> like, just to watch that, uh, uh, that performance will be enough. Uh, maybe it'll be enough to get a, a couple more episodes to see exactly. What the show is going to be, uh, you know, from week to week, uh, you know, and how long are are they going to go with uh, the story? If it's if it's uh, built on a scandal scale, you know, it could it, it could be something completely different in like four episodes. So yeah, true. All right, we'll move on to Friday, which will be Last Man Standing, uh, followed by new show, Christella. Last Man Standing starting up on October third. And Christella starting up on October 10th, and that'll be followed by Shark Tank and 2020, which start up as of September 26th. And Danielle, what'd you think of Christella?
1: It's a, it's a weird show for me because I like the idea of it a lot. I like the characters they set up, and I really like Christella herself like as a person and as a comedian, but I really don't like the traditional sitcom format, and I feel like this particular show, because it is in the traditional sitcom format, lost me. Um, it's it's all about hitting those punchlines really hard and writing to the jokes, and all of that always feels a little inauthentic to me, especially in the earliest stages when they're going big on bigger than they would, um, perhaps, as you get to know the characters and you accept things about them. So it's one of those shows where it's like I – Wish it was single camera, because I really think I would like it if it was single camera. But it's not. And so I definitely need to see another episode or two to kind of get a feel for, like, can I look past its multicam format? But typically with me, the answer is no. And it's it's honestly not even about the look of the show. It's just about the like the way that they are, are centering on jokes and on situations. And it, I don't know. It's just I wish it felt more like i was watching real people but instead i felt like i was watching people act on a sound stage <laughs> because that's what sitcoms are you know and i think i'm a little too in tune to that's what sitcoms are
0: yeah it de- it did have that uh, but i i don't find that to be uh, as big a problem uh, especially if i find it funny and that was the thing with the show is i laughed a lot i thought that she was hilarious uh, I wanted to see more of her. I wanted to see her get into all kinds of weird and wacky situations uh, because I thought you know her reactions to those would be you know uh, fun to see. And so the the format of the show those those things tend to stand out when to me when the show, when you're not laughing at things, mm-hmm. and then you start noticing a lot of these other things. It's sort of uh, you know like. Uh, you can you can say, I don't like shows with a laugh track, but then some of my favorite shows have had a laugh track. It's just that they were really good and you were laughing at the same time as the laugh track, so you didn't really realize that there was a laugh track. Uh, and it's the shows where you're sitting there and you just continually hear the laughter and you're like, oh, they thought that was going to be funny. Oh, they, that was supposed to be a joke. Uh, then right. it's, it's those types of things where the format of things start to stand out. Uh, but for this, I thought, I thought it was really funny, and uh, really of all the of all ABC's new comedies, this is the one I'm most interested in seeing more of.
1: Yeah, I mean, this thing I did think it was funny. I just felt like it to me. It would it, it's it has to be funny and believable, and I didn't believe it because I felt how hard they were trying to hit the jokes, like in in the delivery. So, I, you know, I want to see more from it in a way that I maybe more than because I'm on the fence about it, which is a weird way to say, like, this is why I want to see more. But, <laughs> um, like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, like, I want to like it so much more than I actually did, especially because she was she's just so charming and so creative and talented. And it was one of those situations at TCA where I was like, I don't really like the pilot, but the panel kind of won me over. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and when the panel wins you over, you, like, want to – be more invested because you want to see these people succeed, um, or at least I do. Because I'm like, you seem very genuine and worthy of success. Um, but I don't know. It's it's gonna. I, I'm gonna need to see more before I. And especially because honestly, like Friday nights are hard. Like there's not a ton of stuff on, but that's usually for a reason. And I tend to forget about things that air on Fridays. So it's – honestly, for this this show, for me, it's probably going to be – if I do stay with it, it's going to be one of those things that, like, I just end up, like, marathoning on a weekend or, like, watching it while I'm at work on a Monday or something, which I know does not help them very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I think some of those things are inherent in first episodes of, of these types of comedies as you don't really know all the characters yet. And yeah. they're trying to be both funny and introduce you to the characters, but really, some of the stuff is more funny once you totally. once you understand what the characters are. And so, I think some of it, uh, you know, where if you're five or six episodes in, and then you sort of get you you sort of understand what the family dynamic is, and uh, you've been introduced to pretty much everybody, then some of that stuff is a little less pronounced. Uh, when they're and and makes more sense when some of the jokes are are being made because you you understand that why that's funny more now because you under you you get the you know you know the character that the joke's sort of being made uh, about or at their expense or something like that or uh,
1: yeah i just I, and that's the thing like i honestly just hope they they start to lean more towards that character-based humor rather than like the sticky like in the pilot with the drinking of all the beers and like just the, and it could be anybody doing that. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not special to this family. There's like, I, what I like about comedies are when you feel like you're one of the gang, whether it's a family or whether it's, you know, a group of friends or whatever, like you're brought into their world and you're brought into their jokes and the inside humor that comes with that. And you'll never feel that way in pilot. Simply because you've only had one episode to get their inside jokes, but if the writing is super sharp, they'll start to lay that groundwork so that you can see that that's where they're they're going. And I just I felt like with this one, they were going broader for its format first and foremost, and that stuff would come later. And that's okay if it comes later for a sitcom audience typically but for me as an audience like I want that right off the bat I need to know why I should care right away.
0: Yeah, I can see that but uh, I'm looking forward to Yeah. At any rate we're we're both interested in seeing more. Right.
1: <laughs> I, and mean, I think for... that's all that really matters yeah. to them at this point. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I mean don't... that
0: yeah, that's a good sign. At least yeah. they at least they they did something enough Yeah. Uh, to to make you want to at least see so, some more of that. Uh, where you know other shows did the exact opposite. Exactly. All right. Uh, lastly, Saturday, uh, ABC has Saturday Night College Football, which is already started up, and uh, that will do it for our look at uh, ABC. Any thoughts overall of Danielle for ABC's schedule?
1: I mean, I didn't see too many surprises in there. So, I mean, I think they have a pretty strong... They, they've had a strong handle, honestly, on like what it is that they do. I just think it's funny that they can't, they're, they're trying to bring genre to their network. And I appreciate that they're trying to bring genre to their network. But they still have to do it in a way that fits their typical brand and their typical format. And they're, they don't tend to work out for them. And so, every time... They do a new one, i I kind of hold my breath a little, whether I like it or not. Because like and honestly, with this in this situation, not just forever. I mean, the fact that Resurrection is has gotten a second season was a big surprise to me. I we talked about it on a previous podcast, and I, I didn't think it was gonna happen. And I'm I, I don't know. I think to me the the biggest surprise is just like if these things do well, if people start you know, if Agents of Shield starts to pick up the steam consistently. Um, and people start to really respond to it, and if Agent Carter does well, it's going to be a big change for what ABC is known for, and I think that, to me, is is kind of the, the thing that I have my eye on, and and to say, you know, what does that do to you as a brand and as a company when you are able to expand? What does that do then, like, your development for next season, and and are you going to take more risks because it took a little while, but you finally found something that worked out, and um those are the things that i i always uh like to look at every year
0: yeah i think for me the overall thoughts are uh, i sort of mentioned it there with the, with blackish is that abc seems to have finally possibly learned a couple of lessons from uh like last season
2: oh, scheduling yeah
0: is that is is actually putting a a compatible comedy uh with modern family seems like a good idea and also uh, the idea of bringing on uh, Agent Carter as the, the mid-season replacement for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as opposed to uh, getting all, uh, thinking it's 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 so great, like they did with uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and deciding instead of doing that uh, as a mid-season replacement for Once Upon a Time, as putting it on its own night. Right. Uh, and so I think those couple of things, those couple of lessons that they uh, uh, they learned, and I think, Agent Carter has a, a much better shot, you know, sort of filling the gap and making that, you know, that time period on ABC, you know, other than, you know, possible, you know, specials or around holidays and stuff like that. Uh, they're going to have new episodes of stuff for like the entire season, mm-hmm. uh, which which is, I think, a good idea and something that I think, you know, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland might have actually got a second season if it had played on Sunday nights where people were sort of expecting that type of show uh, to to be. So that those are, those are sort of my two takeaways from, from the ABC schedule is that maybe they have finally.
1: Oh, I think they definitely learned a hard lesson with Wonderland just in the sense of like, not even about scheduling it on a night, but also not rushing it, not rushing a product because you're trying to, you know, piggyback off of another product success because then you don't deliver something that is as strong as it can be. And they I think they really had high hopes for what Once Upon a Time as a franchise could be and then realized, hey, these things take time. We rushed Wonderland into airing and it did not work. And maybe we shouldn't do that again, especially with something that's even bigger like a Marvel entity. Um, Although... I say that, and then I and then I look at what Once Upon a Time is doing in its first half of season four, and I'm like, it's pretty much just a spinoff called Once Upon a Time, colon, Frozen. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it yet because they didn't send premiere screeners yet. But, I mean, maybe they didn't learn as many lessons as I think they did. They're just not calling it out the way that they did last year. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, and that's kind of the beauty of it is, like, for all of the you know high powered titles and salaries these people have a lot of what they do is gut instinct and you know <laughs> working with people that they think have a good track record and ho- crossing their fingers and hoping it works and that it resonates with the audience so, because they picked these shows up to development so long ago shot a pilot finished a pilot, picked the show up in May. It won't air until the fall. So much has changed in our world and in the trends and the things that we're talking about, that it is still kind of like, Hey, let's just hope that people still want this when it actually comes around time to air it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, while well, I think that they learned a couple of things they still called selfie selfie. So maybe they haven't yeah, you know, learned thing, everything. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's, it's so like, it's not the best title, But at the same time, it's also kind of an oddly fitting title because, yeah, it totally piggybacks on one of the most used words last year. It's newly added to the dictionary, but it also kind of deals with the larger scope of the show of the two main characters are basically looking inward and reflecting on their selves and trying to be better. And so, like, if you want to take that word, that ridiculous word, and try to make something good out of it that kind of is what the show is doing. No one's going to think that hard about the title. Yeah. <laughs> sure, most people were like, whatever, it's cute, it's catchy, everybody knows the word anyway now. But at the same time, like, I don't think that's the worst title by far.
0: Well, I think it's sort of like last season with Trophy Wife, where Trophy Wife wasn't – it was the title of the show, but it was also a joke. Like, right. <laughs> the title of the show was a joke. But, but most you people, had
1: to watch the show to know that. Yeah,
0: but most people didn't know it was a joke, and they thought it was going to be about – uh, you know, yeah. a- a- actual trophy wife situation, and then and nobody was interested in that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with the uh, with ABC, and uh, we'll move on to the primetime segment. Got one show to talk about uh, this uh, this week. Uh, Falling Skies had us uh, uh, la- played the last two episodes for its fourth uh, season finale, uh, Space Oddity and Shoot the Moon. And uh, Danielle, what did you think of <laughs> the fourth season in general and uh, how it ended?
1: Um I really like the show overall. I feel like this season I'm glad let's put it this way. I'm really glad that they announced that next year is fifth and final. Not because I'm like ready to see it go necessarily, but because it's the kind of show where you have to know when you're ending and you have to write to it specifically and they started to go so I want to say big, but not in the same way I said big when I was talking about a sitcom. Um, they, they started to take these big leaps this year that I wasn't personally 100% on board with, and I probably would have quit the show if I didn't know that next year was its last one. They took way too long to get rid of Lourdes. Nothing against that actress. She's a sweet, sweet girl, but like, they really should have left her behind last year when they found out she was the mole, and when they didn't, I was like really annoyed on a more critical structural production level, I also had a lot of issues with the fact that they just like shuttle through space to the moon. Quite frankly, I, I kind of felt like obviously Lexi had to sacrifice herself, but it took so long for them to get there and to realize it. And I don't mean them, the show, I mean like the characters that I was a little bit frustrated because it's like when the audience gets somewhere so far ahead of a show it's not that interesting anymore. So I mean it was weird. It was a weird season. Like there were a lot of things that they did that I liked, but then they they rushed past them so fast. Like I really liked the idea that Maggie was gonna be paralyzed and it was going to be a little bit of a parallel to what happened to Hal last year. And I really liked the idea that then when he chose to put this to to give her the spikes, it was his choice and she's the type of person that like would want to murder him for that. But then that's not what happened. And I just felt like they kind of shut their the back they turned their backs on who these characters were for so long for the greater theme of hope and family and we want to believe things can get better and it felt a little disingenuous. So I I don't know. I had a lot of issues like overall with it. I have this crazy theory about the very, like, final scene of the season, and I'm just like, now I'm just one of the, I'm one of those idiots that's like, I need to see season five right now because <laughs> I need to know if I'm angry or not.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that they announced that next season is going to be the last, or, you know, at least in this, especially in this type of show where they film it so far in advance of when it actually airs, mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of cable shows end up getting... You know, sometimes they end up getting canceled because it's just too expensive to fire up, you know, to, to you know, to change. They're already done. You know, they they can't go back and change or add an episode or something like that. Everything's been shut down. And uh, if they're not going to fire it up for a full season, they're not going to fire it up at all. Uh, So uh, I like that they got that announcement so that, you know, we know going in that it's going to be the last they can write towards whatever ending they've had in mind or wherever they've come up with since, since they seem to just pull new things out of a hat each season. But I think mostly this season showed that it's a good time to decide to be that next season is the final season because the season kind of was all over the place. Never were quite sure what they were doing. And then they freaking leave Tom in in a spaceship floating out in space uh, like how many times can you have this guy <laughs> end up by himself on a spaceship right. or something at the end of a season? And really, with the foam technology and everything, they were right there behind him. How did they? How did they lose him?
1: Yeah.
0: How exactly does a blast in space send a, you know, send something? Those things start bothering me. It's like in, in a show where there's aliens that have taken over the world. <laughs> <Well, and that, laughs> These other, the other things start I... bothering me.
1: Yeah, you the, you've suspended a certain amount of disbelief already and that's fine but at a certain point like you're you're still a logical thinker as a human and that's the point of the show is like humanity is it their greatest weapon not oddly enough like that they keep trying to hold on to their humanity for at all costs. They think that it's you know it, it is what sets them apart, but it's also they think like their greatest strength because they can feel things and they you know can see a bigger picture and, and can reason and whatever, and that ends up hurting the show when you watch it as a viewer, picking apart some of the things that don't make sense either technologically or, you um, know, in, in a sense of pacing, or I'm sorry, like I don't want to anger the shippers, but the whole Ben and Maggie thing was just so weird and like logically you can understand why, you know, that it's, it's not, it's, it's not an uh, emotional attraction. It's a physical thing from the spikes and you can understand that, but that doesn't mean that it's, comfortable to watch or that it's um you know something I want to spend a lot of time on because a petty brother brother girlfriend love triangle is something that they would deal with if they didn't have aliens on their butts but yeah. this is not a show you know what I mean like the stakes are very different in a show like this and I just felt like this season um they kind of lost sight of a lot of that I also just feel like they don't kill their darlings like I love most of their characters and. Again, with the exception of Laura, only when she became mole, I kind of felt like I don't want to see people die. But in a in a world like this, people would be dying, so they need to start doing that. And I think now that they know it's the final season, they will do it, and it'll be very emotional, and it'll be kind of the like last hurrah for a lot of the characters. But I just wish they didn't wait so long because I just feel like you can't be so precious about your talent real estate in a world like this, if you want the world to be believable.
0: Yeah. there is that, there is that core that never, that like everybody around them dies, but they always somehow survive.
1: Well, but that's the thing, not even everybody around them, like God love Anthony. I have no idea how he's yeah, still, that's true. They, he's the kind of character I would have expected them to kill off. And I'm glad they didn't do that. Cause that would have been cliche, but, but even Anne, I mean, again, like, yeah, you're not going to kill, you're probably not going to kill off Anne, but f- For that, there was that fake out when they, when Tom and we all, she, well, she went to go have her baby in real life, but Tom thought she was dead. And I was like, that's so, if that's real, that's so great that they weren't afraid to do something like that. And then it wasn't real. And then I was kind of like, well, I like Moon, so I'm not super upset because I'm glad we don't lose her. I think she's a really important force on the show. But at the same time, it was, it was such a nice, stride to see a series take when they're not you know when they're not just like holding so tightly to their their cast i don't know i mean they're fighting aliens how are any of them still alive <laughs> how do they still have bullets
0: yeah where where do they keep coming across uh stores of uh of weapons and and things like that although right. i i've still i'm still not i, st- I still don't know really there's been, you know, some different time jumps and things in the show that yeah. I, I've still, I, at this point, like, I couldn't tell you, like, how far, like, how long it's been since the initial invasion yeah. uh, type of thing. Like, uh, there, was, there was a time where I was keeping up with that, but now I have, I I don't really know, like, how long it's actually uh, been. Because, like, this whole season has, like, maybe been, you know, a few weeks uh, right. I- I covering in time, so...
1: But another thing, I I do kind of like that because it disorients you and it just puts you in in the action with them. And in theory, it wouldn't be a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Maxim has grown up a lot. So that's that's probably the greatest marker of how much time it (laughs) has just because he, like, physically actually grew. But that's the thing. I mean, I like the idea that if these things invaded – It wouldn't be that long after they would constantly be under attack, and they, you know, on most shows I say, "Oh, it's too much." If there's con, I just said it about forever. I was like, "It's too much with three deaths in one episode." But if you have aliens, if you're at war with aliens, you would have multiple attacks in a very short period of time. So I don't, I don't know if that bothers me as much. I think that. I think that if they, like, I don't even know how they would mark the time or, like, why they would find it necessary to mark the time.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It just it just seems to, with them, how much time has passed would be, it just seems like there would be less and less likely that you would be finding things to be able to help oh, you yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and stuff like that over uh, time. That o- and they've traveled
1: time. a lot. Like, they've traveled a far amount of the country. So and that takes time when they don't have, like, cars and planes. So... Maybe that's something they'll do in the final season where they'll, like, start the season with a epic monologue about how much time has passed and how much <laughs> his life has changed. And, um, I mean, Tom – Noah Wiley had a, a line about that in, in one of the recent episodes about, you know, if, if things were fair, he'd still be teaching history. And I, when I heard him say that, I was like, wouldn't you be retired? And then I was like, no, you're actually not – <laughs> not that much time, like not that much time has passed in the show. You would still be living your normal life, and like I, you don't really think about it. And that's kind of I like that because you you you're just thinking about the threat that's in front of you. You're not thinking about, with the exception of that one episode where they gave him the false reality. You're not thinking of what things could have been or what they would have been.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part uh, there were some good things and some bad things, you know, in the season. But I think for the most part it this season showed that it's time for yeah. it to come to an end that uh they've that they've kind of run out of uh, ideas and hopefully whatever their last idea is turns out to be you know a good way to end things
1: yeah and that's the thing like i don't i mean i feel like you you can't necessarily end a show like this with an actual resolution like i don't expect them to vanquish all the aliens forever and have a happy ending but I also don't expect the aliens to finally wipe them all out. So that to me is the greatest test of the show itself is, is how do you deal with that? You know, you, cause, cause team that it's coming from the team that that was said repeatedly, you know, the the family is the center of the story. And as long as you have people around you and you have your humanity, there's hope and you want to leave the show on that, Uplifting attitude, if not message, but you can't give them a completely Disney cookie cutter wrap up ending so that's why I said I was like, I need to see season five because I need to know <laughs> I, I need to know and and I don't get to see it anytime soon, and, and that makes me sad because i do I do really like the show just overall still
0: All right, that'll do it for uh this week's prime time segments, and we'll move on to uh, TV recommendations. Uh, my recommendation uh, is Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, which comes out on DVD and Blu-ray as of next Tuesday, September 9th, and uh, while, yes, the show did have sort of a, I don't know if you it really, a rocky start would be, a rocky start might have been more interesting. Uh, it, it it didn't really go anywhere for a while. Uh, there were some interesting episodes, and, you know, there were fun things that happened, and... Some of the characters I liked, uh, but it really wasn't until the uh, tracks episode and uh, in the second, you know, towards the second half of the season. And and then once they really uh, were able to do some things uh, with what happens in Captain America, it turns into what I thought was a really good show with potential to be a great show, uh, which I hope that they can build off of. And it does become in its uh, second season since it doesn't start till the September 23rd of the second season there is you know time when it comes out uh, it's also available on iTunes and and Amazon and stuff like that for download already but uh, when the DVDs come out there's there's enough time but there's also enough time if you just like watch the pilot and then skip to the tracks episode and watch the second half of the season uh, to catch up with the uh, with it before uh, uh season 2 starts uh how about you Danielle what is uh, your recommendation this week
1: well, this um, my recommendation is Community Season 5 on DVD, which actually came out a couple weeks ago. But I obviously I'm a fan of the show, and I really respect what Dan Harmon does as a writer and a creative person. Um, but even if you're not necessarily a big specific Community fan, I recommend the DVD specifically because – Every episode comes with commentary. And it's not, awesome. <laughs> I mean, granted, you know, it's a combination of actor and writer commentary on every episode. So you get a nice, for those people who are there for the actors, like you get to hear about, you know, them shooting scenes and working with each other. But you also really get schooled on what the show goes through on any given, on literally every given week to get it made and it is a show that does really take big big strides and they do um pretty high concept episodes a lot of the time and they walk you through you know a lot of the decisions and a lot of the process and a lot of like, really what goes into it and i i do think that most shows would benefit from putting at least a handful of episodes with commentary on their DVD box sets. And I feel like not enough shows do, especially comedies. I think they take for granted the level of interest the audience has. And this is a show that doesn't take that for granted. They understand, you know, we're making a smarter show and therefore we're going to tell you how we do that so we make a smarter audience so the discussion gets elevated all around. And it's it's a lot of it is like going to film school. Like you can sit in your living room and watch the commentary and like learn a lot of really important things. They've done this for multiple seasons. Um, so I would honestly recommend all of the season's commentary episodes. Um, but it's also something I'm recommending because it is the last season that will air on NBC. and. I don't think the show will be drastically different on Yahoo screen because Dan has really got to do a lot of what he's wanted to do on NBC as it is. But I do think it's, it will be interesting to note that the differences that do happen and to be able to see why they happen. You know, the, Dan has always been very open about the notes he gets from Sony and from NBC and um, the limitations he's had with the episodes he did for NBC because of time and because of, you know, production schedules and, and the way he works and the way his room works as compared to the way you have to deliver cuts of your shows. So there's just a lot there beyond like, oh, it's funny and it's meta and there's pop culture references. Um, and I I can't say enough good things about it.
0: You well, know, for me, the commentaries and special features are the only reason to get a DVD. Uh, Well, that's true, yeah. That a lot of times, if I mean, maybe if you haven't seen a a show that, you know, that's a, you know, and and you watch a lot of stuff on DVD, that's a a way to to watch something. But for me, out of all the other ways that you can come across things, you know, where you could just download a season or it might be available streaming someplace or, or something like that, even more so now than even beforehand. I've always thought that, you know, commentaries and special features are, you know, sort of what set the... Thing. Right. And there's too many of them that just have like, like almost nothing. Yeah. Is, or or it's so just uh, second thought of what they you know like it says it has a gag reel but it's just like two minutes of like stupid stuff that you're just like oh my god and on this show that you you couldn't have found there there there's got to be more you know than that on on certain shows and stuff like that and yeah and it just it just really. Uh, bothers me when you see a dvd set and it either has nothing or 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 very little especially there's some series that are you know really interesting like something like this uh to have the people behind it actually telling you like how they came how they came up with that stuff and and how those things came about that'd be supremely interesting
1: yeah i mean and i think part of honestly like you know you were just saying that there are a lot of dvd sets that don't have a lot and I noticed that a lot of other shows do the standard you know, they'll give you the deleted scenes, but they won't ever give you the reasons for them being cut. They'll just present to you the deleted scenes in an you know in a in a bonus feature, and you can play them all back to back without any context. And that to me is like a waste because that's basically like, well,
0: yeah, like <laughs>
1: if you didn't cut this for any other reason other than time, why show it to me at all? Especially if you're not going to put it back in the episode and just give me an extended version of the episode where it makes sense. But, and that's what that's also, you know, something I'll say about the community DVDs is they will, as they're sitting together watching the episode, sometimes for the first time, you know, since it's aired or, or all together or whatever they will go into those types of stories of oh you know here in the in the writers first draft we had this really great gag but then we were 10 pages over and we had to cut it and like they they give you the reasons for why things are the way they are and um i think i don't i don't know i just feel like there's so much value in understanding the process behind your favorite shows like we're not passive viewers anymore so now we have all of these tools at our advantage if we want to learn more about how television is made or or just in general about like just extra trivia about our favorite show. And in a day when like you can literally shoot stuff on your iPhone and it's fine quality to put on a DVD as a bonus feature, the fact that most studios don't see the value in adding them really upsets me. <laughs> so I just get so excited every every uh when this community DVD come out, comes out, and I always, I, I get it. I watch the episodes, you know, I marathon the season as it is, and then the next day I marathon the season with the commentary because I just think like it adds another layer to um, the experience.
0: And a lot of the people behind the show are—they're all funny anyway, so I'm sure that there's probably oh, yeah. some extra laughs in them talking about true, the things yeah. that that happen too. So, yeah, but yeah, there's there's definitely. Uh, that's that's definitely I I think I I said before like if if for no other reason, uh, it's the G.I. Joe episode. I would be interested in. in oh seeing, yeah, in seeing I mean, think they
1: talk about the process of animating that. They talk about the process of you know, the the of how they came about saying hey, it's Jeff's episode. It's we're in Jeff's mind as opposed to in the past. It's been Abed always, um, and that I mean that stuff is is fascinating too. And you know they did. They did on this particular DVD uh, give a bonus feature also of going inside the writer's room for a particular episode and doing a little featurette and seeing, like, how they break the story and what happens when they turn something in and then they overnight go, you know what, that maybe could be better. And to me, like, that's just priceless. Like, the fact that you're seeing these people work so hard, not because – not and not saying, oh, it's good enough. This is what we'll shoot. This is what we'll air. It's no. How do I – make this amazing and how do I, you know, even if it means that I'm working until four in the morning, I want to turn out the best project, the product that I can. Um, and how do I, they talk a lot about like topping themselves because they set a bar for what they do with the first D- Dungeons & Dragons episode to this Dungeons & Dragons episode and the various kinds of animation that they've, episodes that they've done and the various homage episodes that they've done. And it's just... I don't know. There's just so much there. Um, and I totally get that, like, a lot of shows don't have time to shoot commentary for every episode necessarily. But do more. I mean – I think to, if you, you want know? to sell your
0: DVD sets <laughs> – Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's,
1: yeah, I mean that you can literally stream stuff in a million places online. Not all legal, but people will do it anyway. And, you, yeah, what really makes the sales is – the extra stuff that you get with the episodes,
0: yeah, because yeah, because so far you know these things aren't showing up in, you know, when a, when a show's available for streaming on Netflix, it also doesn't have right know, all these types of extras and things like that. It's just the episodes, and yeah, and so I I think it's really if you're if you're if you're still producing DVDs and Blu-rays and you're not
1: well, well, but that's the thing. A lot of a lot of shows now they're not producing them. They're not releasing DVDs for shows that are lower rated. That they think aren't going to have an interest. They're just saying never mind. And I'm somebody who likes to have the DVD copy, like you said, because of the extras. But also, like I do like the physical copy of it that I can just like pop into my DVD player at any time that I want to watch it, and not worry about is like is does Netflix have the licensing rights right now, or or <laughs> you know am I am I on my Wi-Fi to like hook up to Hulu? Like I I'd like that ownership. And there are a lot of shows, especially, you know, in recent years where they're just like, oh, it's not worth even doing. And that bums me out. I mean, home entertainment used to be such a division of all of these places. And I just feel like now it's it's becoming something else. It's it's not what it, you know, oddly enough, at a time when we have many more d- resources to make these products even greater, they're just saying they'll be okay for fewer products.
0: And Makisha, your pick is
2: the Nick on Cinemax on Friday nights. I love that show. I, I love Clive Owen. I love Andre Holland. I think it's just really smart and engaging writing. It's gory, and bloody, and hard to watch at times, but I I really like these characters and the world they inhabit, and sort of the story that's being told is just. Uh, there's nothing else like it on television. It's definitely worth a watch if you are not already watching. Definitely tune into the Nick on Cinemax.
0: All right. Uh... That'll do it for the uh, TV recommendations segment. And uh, as always, you can find links uh, to the recommendations we made, as well as the news stories we talked about, and also where you can find Danielle and Makisha online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com 240. And uh, next week, uh, Amory will be back with me, and our guest will be Carla Day, who will be joining us for our CBS Fall TV preview. Uh, we'll be taking a look at all of their new shows. Uh, So uh, get ready for some, you know, top-notch scorpion talk. And uh, (laughs) with that, opening and closing music is provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, thank you, Makisha. And uh, thank you, Danielle, for joining me on our ABC preview.
1: Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, good to talk to you. Good talking to you, too. Take care. Yeah, thank you. I hope this was not a record.
0: Uh, no, I don't think... Uh... We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every day. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We
1: got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of...